If you watch bad news, suddenly you're having a great day, then you watch a bad news, and then suddenly you're consumed with fear. And then now, like your state of your emotions and everything has changed, and now you're in the dumpsters and you're stuck there, and you're like, you know. So I feel is like, you know, one thing that's very important is to like witness, to 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 see where your attention is going. Like, where is your energy? Check in with yourself. Hey everyone, welcome back to On Purpose, the number one health podcast in the world. Thanks to each and every single one of you that come back every week so sincerely and deeply to learn, listen, and grow. And I'm so excited to be talking to you today. I can't believe it. My new book, Eight Rules of Love, is out and I cannot wait to share it with you. I am so, so excited for you to read this book, for you to listen to this book. I read the audiobook. If you haven't got it already, make sure you go to eightrulesoflove.com. It's dedicated to anyone who's trying to find, keep, or let go of love. So if you've got friends that are dating, broken up, or struggling with love, make sure you grab this book. And I'd love to invite you to come and see me for my global tour, Love Rules. Go to jshettytour.com to learn more information about tickets, VIP experiences, and more. I can't wait to see you this year. Today's guest is one of very few guests, I believe one of three guests that we've had on the podcast twice. Uh, that's because she's one of my favorite people. Her Instagram is one of my favorites to follow. I love seeing all of her updates, her messages. Uh, we've stayed in touch for the last two years since she came on the podcast for the first time. I'm talking about none other than Giselle Bunchen. And for those of you that don't know, for the, for the two people listening, the 0.2% of people listening that don't know, Giselle Bunchen is one of the most successful supermodels of all time. She's a mother and author and this is one of my favorite parts about her that I see her doing more and more today. She's an incredible philanthropist and global environmentalist. And over the years, Giselle has spoken in numerous places about the impacts of meditation, helping her live a more conscious and joyful life, even giving birth, something we discussed last time. And these key insights are shared in her New York Times bestselling book, Lessons, My Path to a Meaningful Life, uh, which is an incredible read. I highly recommend you read it if you haven't. And as a longtime meditation practitioner, Giselle believes we're all divine beings and that when we quiet our minds, we will find that most of the answers we seek are already there inside of us. Giselle, welcome back to the show. And we've already started, so we're already fully <laughs> <really> equipped. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Jay. So nice to see you, and and always so wonderful to to share and to to talk with you. It's it's. I wish it was in person, but hopefully next time, get to give you yes. a big hug, you and your lovely lady. We'd love that. We'd love that. But no, it's it's so good to be back with you, and just you know what what we're just talking about naturally right now as well. I think the world's had such a difficult year. Everyone's had a difficult twelve months. Uh, no matter who you are, everyone's had a challenging time. And you were just saying that you've almost just reunited with your family after two years. I mean, yeah. that must have been such a emotional feeling. Like, what was that like to see your family after two years? You know, it was beautiful. And I think that, you know, sometimes we take things for granted, right? Like, and I think when you don't get to see your parents for almost two years and the people you love the most, and you just realize how, you know, what a gift is every moment that you get to spend, you know, that, that every moment that we are alive, every moment that we are, we get to spend with the people that we love. 
and that you just realize what a gift our family our loved ones and what a, what a, what a what a wonderful thing is to is to feel the the warmth of a hug and a kiss and to be able to to be surrounded by you know by love and i think you know as humans we are people who are meant to be living in community we are meant to be you know, touching and holding and loving. And I think, um, you know, that's essential for our well-being, for our mental health, for, for our, for our life, you know, for us to, so it was, it was wonderful. I, I, I just, I just have so much gratitude and, and, and just having to, you know, having this time with my parents is extra time because in Brazil is winter right now and being able to bring them here with me and have them with me for the next, I'm actually going to, be with them for the next two months. I just feel like the luckiest girl in the world, you know? And uh, so so I'm just going to hug them until they're sick of it. They'll be like, get away from me. I'll be like, no. <laughs> I'm glad that we could give them a bit of a break by you coming on the podcast. So they were yeah. probably really happy. That- <laughs> exactly. They're like, just get, just get away from us for a second. We can't take you anymore. No, it was, it's, 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 it's wonderful. And just to sit and talk with them, you know, it's like, I think to 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 honor them and to you know how often do we get to have deep conversations with our parents you know and and to listen to their life stories I think we're diving really deep into that and I think for my dad something came up where he felt the necessity I think he realized how fragile like he was like oh it can happen at any moment you know something can happen and he felt like he wants to write his story about you know, he was telling me things about his childhood and how he grew up and about his father and about his grandfather. Because, you know, we are also our ancestors, you know, like the only reason why we are here is because of them. So there's pieces of them in us, you know, and and to and to learn about those things that he never, you know, there was never an opportunity or that or it never came up that he, he had a desire to talk about those things. And now he does. So that was, you know, a gift that came from that, you know, because I think there's always two sides to everything. I think something is, you know, there's always the yin and the yang, you know, and, and I feel that that was the something that came very strongly from my dad, this deep desire to share more. And, and, and I'm grateful for that because I'm learning a lot more about him and why he is the way he is and which in some ways is why I am the way I am, you know, and my mom, because... So it's, it's amazing. It's, it's been kind of like a wonderful dive into, into, you know, in a way, a deeper relationship with my parents. So I'm grateful for that. I love hearing that. I think, you know, I, I often think that my parents as well, they don't really tell me a lot about their childhood because they don't think it's that interesting or important or they just see it as normal. And as I've got older, I've realized that actually hearing about your parents and how they grew up and what made them what they are is such an important activity and exercise in the development of the children yes, and, and, and for their own healing and development too. So I'm so glad you raised that because I'm hoping that listening to that, people are going to ask their kids, sorry, ask their parents a lot more questions and kids are going to go up to their parents and say, hey, tell me about this or tell me about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel that... Um it's definitely been like a wonderful experience for me. And, and I think it also definitely makes me feel like, you know, the impact that we have in our children really without knowing, like, you know, them sitting here and, and looking back and saying like, wow, we wish we would have done better. And I think it's not about 
judging ourselves, but it's about, you know, recognizing that we are all learning. Because I think when you're a kid, you look up to your parents and you figure like they know everything, right? And and they don't. They're trying to figure it out. I go to my kids often and I say, I'm sorry, you know, sometimes I, I lose my temper or I'm rushing about something or I'm not listening as with 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 the presence that 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 I really want to at that moment, and then I you know, and then I, I I judge myself for that, and I feel really bad, and 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 I think judging and and you know you know being, it's not. I think it's about looking at it and saying how can I do better. So I go to my children and I say I'm sorry. You know, it takes me a second. I'm like I'm sorry, mommy wasn't here fully when you needed me at that exactly exact moment, but I'm here now and I'm sorry, you know, mommy's learning too. This is the first time I'm a mom and I'm, I'm doing the best that I can, but I would, I would love for you to help me to, to point something out, you know, whenever there's something that is, that you wish that mommy could do better or you, or you see that, that, you know, like express your feelings to me, tell me how you're feeling about this, because if you can tell me and we can have a conversation, then we can work through it. And I, you know, I, by no means I come in like I'm your mother and I said so, so this is why you have to do this. No, I'm like, I invite them to say, you know, hey, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm doing my best and I'm learning. So, so let's learn together, you know, <laughs> let's, let's do this together. And, and I think it's been amazing because my kids talk to me, which with my parents, I didn't feel like I could, you know, speak with them about anything. I felt like, there was definitely more like it is because I said so and you do it as I, you know, and I think with my children, you know, ha- coming from that and feeling like I didn't really have a voice. Right. Um, I want to give my kids a voice. And, 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 you know, of course, there is things like you're not going to jump from the second story. You know, there's limits. You know, <laughs> we got boundaries here. We got we got to have healthy boundaries. But I think it's it's really important to, to for me to listen to them and listen to their feelings most importantly because I think if we can teach them to open up and talk about their emotions and talk about their feelings, the chances are they're going to grow up to be adults who are going to be able to really uh, connect to their feelings and understand that is that is this beautiful rainbow of emotions and that's all part of it and it's all beautiful and it's all just here to inform us something and to show us like oh why am i feeling like this why is this trying to show me what is this emotion trying to show me not to repress the emotion but to look at it in a nourishing way in a lovingly way and saying and look for going deeper within and asking why am i feeling that way right now and it's only right now right because at every moment we are moving and we are changing and we are flowing and that's what life is, right? Yeah. It's just a moment. So, yeah. I love hearing that. I love hearing that. I, I think it's so refreshing to hear it. I think everyone right now needs to hear it the most because we're all feeling so much and experiencing so much. We've never, we've never probably felt this many, as you said, emotions on the rainbow as we do now because yeah. it seems like all of our our internal conversation is just alive, right? Like we're reflecting more, we're thinking more, we're experiencing more because we've been in this position. And I I wonder for you, one of the things that you speak about very emotively and beautifully is your love for the environment. And even when we started our conversation today, you were like, oh, I'm, I'm close to the environment right now. And I feel so like you know, I could hear the birds. And Look at my you, cacao you just, tree right now. That's my living room. That's a cacao tree. You see that one in wow. the back right there? 
Those are I cacao. love cacao. Yeah. Have you ever wow. eaten a cacao? The actual fruit? The actual no, meat I haven't. of it? Oh, no. Yeah. It's like a white meat that comes from inside of it. And it's very, I mean, it's delicious. It's really sweet. And then from the meat, you take the seed and you can dehydrate it and put it in your smoothies or, you know, make chocolate and cookies. Wow. But the actual fruit of it is this white gooey that is around the seed and it's delicious. So it's right there. <laughs> so it makes me happy. I mean. That sounds yeah. amazing. <laughs> I want some now. <laughs> I, okay. Next time I, I, I'll go see you, I'll, I'll bring you some <laughs> from over here, <laughs> from my plantation. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I think nature, I mean, quite frankly, like, I don't, like, I feel like we are nature. I don't think we are separate from nature. I I think, um, I think when, when we forgot that we were nature is when we start creating all the problems that we are living today. I think when we, we thought that we were separate and more powerful instead of how we could control nature, um, or we could just, or the nature was here for us to use, you know, it's, it's, I think when we, we got out of balance, you know, I think this, this, I think to be able, if we can go back to this, to this respect and this love and this, and this feeling of connection to nature, we can then really find this connection and this feeling of love for ourselves, because I I think it's, it's, it's intertwined. You know, I think that uh, nature is here uh, as the highest frequency of a living being, right? Nature, it's, it's our biggest teacher because she just, she's in balance if it wasn't for human activity, right? She's perfect. Like there's, in nature, everything works out exactly as it needs for all of life to thrive, you know? For every living being that, 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 is, that we're sharing this planet with and, and, and she's perfect in the way that she knows, you know, when, it's, when it must rain, when it must... It's just that, you know, we as humans, um, I think, unfortunately, greed and, and this desire for control and to conquering, you know, it's, it, I think it's, I think hopefully we're shifting more to, um, to a time of collaboration. And, and I think we need them more than ever now, you know, of coming together in unity and community. And, and, and I think if we can do that, um, we can really live much happier lives. <laughs> That's what I think. I think you're right. I loved what you said there about how nature knows exactly what to do when, and, yeah. and it's all intertwined and connected because I often think like everything in nature is serving. Absolutely, like everything in, yeah. everything in nature is always giving, like a tree is giving shade and a fruit's giving taste and a flower's giving a scent and like everything in nature is giving, giving, serving, serving. And when you said about humans, like it is true that humans are about getting and holding and keeping and yeah. it's, it, that greed that you mentioned, like we're not in line with nature because we're not serving anymore. Uh, when we're serving, we're aligned with nature. When do you, how do you think people who feel like nature's not really like, they feel disconnected from it or they don't, they don't really quite understand. Like when you said we are nature, how do you think someone experiences that in a simple way? Like what's been... What's been your way of helping people experience and understand that? I mean, I think being present, I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's just like everything, right? Because since I was a little kid, like I grew up in a small village. So being bare feet in nature and, and climbing a tree to pick up a fruit or, you know, just the sun rises every day and sets every day. The opportunity to 
just witness it. You know, the beauty of it is amazing to to hear the birds sing. It's just, it's it's just. I feel like it's it's always it's always here, reminding us: be present, be here. The wind in our face. The you know, it's just feeling the sun. Like you know, even when it's freezing outside and it's snowing outside, you can feel the sun in your face. Like how it's, it's like a warm kiss, you know, it's, it's, it's all these elements, everything is here. It's like the grass under your feet, feeling the earth, the coolness of it, feel like how it supports you feel like, I don't know, for me, everything about nature is the gift, you know, everything. I mean, every moment I look at the food in my plate, I'm like, wow, look at the variety of, look at the variety of fruits and flavors and colors and I mean, you know, like in a, just in a salad, you can have like 10 different colors of greens and oranges and carrots and beets. And I don't know, it's like, it's, it's, it's abundant. You know, that's the thing I think we have to remember, like, because you, you understand that we are co-creating our reality and, and, and we are basically like little radio frequencies, right? We are like antennas and the universe that doesn't understand bad or good is he understands frequency. So if we are vibrating in this frequency of love, of gratitude, of connection, we just create, we attract more of that in our life, more of those things just come into our life. And then you're noticing it. You can eat a, a plate of food, just swallowing it without like appreciating. And, and that's not going to bring you joy or you can eat it with like gratitude for every little, for the farmer who made it, possible to be here for the sun who nourishes for the for the soil who nourishes for the for the bee who pollinate you know for all of this and then suddenly that thing that could be so so like when i'm eating a plate of food becomes like oh i'm eating a plate of food like ah, it's, it's just is a and then life becomes magical you know it's just a it's just a perspective it's just a way of looking at life in a state of awe and like, wow, like it's, it is because that's what it is, is abundant. And if, and if we can be in that state, we're going to just create that more in our lives and in the life around us is, is just how it is. Because as we become brighter, everything becomes brighter around us. As we become more love, more filled with love, more filled with gratitude, more wonderful things happen in our life and more we can expand that and more in our families, in our communities. And I think that's how we transform the world. You know, I think it always starts with us and it starts with us, you know, having the moment to, to, to really look at, at the gift that life is and, and, and at every moment, nature is on, 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 on everything, right? It's, it's literally, I mean, it's everywhere. Don't, no, that, that is such a beautiful answer because actually just hearing you speak about it, that was infectious and contagious. Like it was just, <laughs> you have to be around someone. And you, when you were doing that, you and my wife, Radhi, when you talk about food and nature, you're literally this on the same frequency because Radhi, the other day we were driving and she was like, oh my God, oh my God. And I was like, are you okay? Like, what's wrong? Like, I, I'm driving safe. Like, what's going on? She was like, look at the moon, look at the... Yes, <laughs> like you see, but to live in that is to live like a child, right? Yes, yeah. Because then you're like, oh my God. It's like, I, and I love that about her. Like I see her videos and when she's cooking and she's... It's so beautiful. It's so like, it, it is joyful because it is, I mean, how amazing is that we have food in our plate? How amazing that 
we have this 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 abundance and then i think nature is abundant really that's the natural state of of nature and i think for us to as humans i think that's where, where we who we are if we are in balance if we are connected to our spirit to our essence and not to all these different things from outside because usually i don't know if you notice but like if you watch bad news suddenly you're having a great day then you watch a bad news and then suddenly you're consumed with fear. And then now like your state of, of, of your emotions and everything has changed. And now you're in the dumpsters and you're stuck there and you're like, you know. So I feel it's like, you know, one thing that's very important is to like witness, to, to, to see where your attention is going. Like, where is your energy? Check in with yourself. Am I, am I vibrating in what frequency? Am I vibrating in fear? Am I vibrating in love? Maybe put post-it notes in your house, in your mirror, in your fridge, some places in your house, just asking yourself this question in what what frequency am i connecting with right now and then just just to be be aware of that because i think the only people is like the way you shift the channel right you switch the channel in the radio station as you're driving and suddenly you listen to an awesome song and then like some song like what's that you just it was just my vibe you changed my vibe you switch the channel and now you go back and you find the vibe you want to be in, right? You're not going to sit there listening for two hours to a song or whatever for however long this song that is like, you're like, oh, this song is giving me a headache, right? You're going to change the station and you're going to tune into a new song that vibrates with the frequency that makes you feel good. So you can be in your car singing, you know, and having fun. So I think that's the same thing in our life, right? We are experiencing something at, at every moment. Things are coming at us, you know, situations, you know, we are experiencing a variety of, of emotions and feelings and situations throughout the day. And I think if we can check in with where our frequency is and, and decide then consciously being present to understand where it's taking us. And if we want to be there, then that's okay. But if we don't want to be there to shift that and change, you know, that, um, that frequency. So when did you discover Meditation is a tool. Is it something you always had? Is it something that was new? And and where did it develop? Because I know you've meditated for a long, long time now. And, you know, we, we spoke about that at length last time and we connected over it. But please tell our audience, like, yeah, where did it start? And and what path have you taken with it? What role does it play in your life? I mean, meditation is like one of those tools that I'm very grateful I have in my toolbox. You know, we go through life and we go through different challenges and then we, we acquire different tools to deal with whatever situation we are going through at that moment. And I think meditation was one of the most uh, precious tools I, I, I acquired throughout my, my journey here. Um, you know, over, almost 20 years ago in my early 20s, you know, I had severe panic attacks and depression. And, and I didn't really know what was going on with me because I looked at my life and I was like, everything is perfect. And, and but I was feeling depressed and I, and I, you know, and, and I developed a very intense anxiety for like over a year I was dealing with it. And, and, uh, and meditation just came into my life then. And, and not only meditation, it was actually yoga at first. And I started practicing yoga. And then because I was having this depression and, and um, severe panic attacks, I shared with the teacher what I was going through. She's like, actually the best thing for you would be, Let's start with pranayam to, you know, alternate nostril breathing, most specifically to help you get back into your body and balance your left and your, you know, it's so good to like just get you centered. 
And, um, and then we're going to do some meditation and then we're going to do the asanas, which is the movement. So my hour class was like about 15 minutes of pranayam, 15 minutes of meditation and then 30 minutes of, of, uh, you know, the asanas. And, uh, and that's how I started my meditation practice. Um, yeah, almost 20 years ago. Oh my God. I can't believe it. <laughs> Lord. Wow. Yeah. I know time flies. And, um, and, and since then it's been an incredible tool in my life because, you know, I went to every doctor, everything to, to try to, to deal with what I was going through. But after about two, three months of practicing daily, you know, is the commitment you make to yourself? It's like, nothing is going to happen if you do it once in your life and you're like, why it didn't work. Right. It's like, it's like everything else in life. If you want to achieve something, it takes focus, it takes dedication, it takes commitment. Right. And, and I committed myself to that because my other option was to feel, I mean, I didn't really have another option. I felt like either I was going to die of a, you know, or, or, um, that was my, that was my, my way. My, my, I, I chose life. I chose to, to, to do something for myself, um, every day that every day I felt better and a little better and a little better. And then after that, I, to be honest with you, I cannot live without it. So I would say it's an essential part of my life. I wake up, um, especially after becoming a mom, you know, where like your time is no longer yours. There's a part I, I say is like after you become a mom is a rebirth because there's a part of yourself that dies for this new you to, to, to be born. Because before it's all about, you know, what you want to do and you want to do it. Yeah, sometimes you make, you know, you let your husband decide or but mostly, you know, you kind of do what you what, you know, what time you want to eat, what time you're going to go to sleep and. And when you have kids, it's like it becomes all about this little ball of love and, and, and you don't sleep. And, you know, so, so it becomes even more important, I think, to take care of ourselves, because how can you give from, a, from an empty vessel, right? If your glass is empty, uh, how are you going to drink from it? How is anyone going to drink from it? So I, I just meditation, you know, I wake up at 4, 4.30 in the morning. I, I meditate every day for 20 minutes, just, you know. Uh, it's just part of like filling my glass, you know, start the day nourishing myself. So then I can give nourishment to my kids, my dogs, my husband, my family, the world, like everyone that, that I want to share my, my love with, you know, and, but I noticed that, that it really gives me a lot of energy, you know, just to have this practice of, of meditation. And then I do 30 minutes of yoga, usually asanas every morning before the sun rises. And then I just sit in silence and I just look at the sun rising and then I just take in that energy and I just, you know, one more day I get to be here. And I think to start the day with that kind of um, intention and gratitude is like, it changes everything, right? Because then you already start the day. And if everyone is like, mom, I want this, mom, I want that. The dog is screaming, the cat's fighting. And like, you were like, okay, like, you know, you, your, your glass is full. So like you can start emptying it little by little. And I think, yeah, it started at that, you know, like almost 20 years ago, but, but yoga and pranayama and meditation, they're still tools that are very much a part of my life. And they're essential, I feel, for my well-being and for my, for my sanity, to be honest with you, for my, for my uh, they're just essential. They're just tools that I'm never, you know, I'm never giving back. They're mine. I, yeah. I, I'm like, <laughs> I. I really, I really use those tools a lot and, and I'm very grateful I have them, so. Yeah, well, I think anyone who's done something for 20 years yeah. is, is proof that, you know, it's like you don't let something last for 20 years if it's not 
really improving your life. I wonder, I'm asking this as advice for when me and Radhi have kids. Uh, how do you introduce your kids to meditation? Do you, do you wait? Because it feels like sometimes children feel forced into these things and they feel like, you know, it's not obviously creative for them. Have you introduced them to it? I wonder. You know, it has been very natural. It's not, it's not, I agree with you 100%. I don't think it's something you force because I, I think for anybody, right? If you force something to a child, if you force something to an adult, like you don't want anyone forcing you anything. I think it's, 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 I think force is never the way. I think the example is always the way. So for example, my kids, I have a picture. It's so funny of my daughter when I was, because I was practicing yoga, obviously with my kids when they were in the belly and when they were babies, I have this funny picture. My sister actually took it. I was so happy she was there. I was doing, you know, I was just practicing meditation. My little, my daughter came, she was like crawling. She came and did the same position as me. I mean, she was less than a year old. So it's just how they witness or like I'm sitting in meditation, just in silence. And my kids will wake up and go sit in my lap. Like they know because they've seen this for all their life. Right. And they don't say anything. They just come and they sit or next to me or on top of me. And then they just stay there. Sometimes they stay for five minutes, 10 minutes. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, they just kind of come on their own time. And, um, and I think that's how it has always been, you know, or sometimes, you know, they see me like doing my asanas and they come and they want to do it with me. They usually don't stay around for a long time. You know, they never complete the, the practice, but they're always, you know, not always, but I would say a lot of times they're always exposed to it. And they will come and do it as they please. Like I said, sometimes they will come and sit for 10 minutes, sometimes for one minute. Sometimes they will do three asanas and they leave. You know, so it's, it's just, and then it's just part of their life. And then whenever they're ready and they feel they want to do more, then I'll be very happy to do it with them. But it's, but it's not something that I, you know, it's just something that is around their life and they're used to seeing and they walk in and out of it. Let's say it that way. Yeah. Well, well, what I love is that recently uh, you're giving everyone the opportunity to meditate with you because you've created this beautiful series with Insight Timer. You partnered with the app to create these meditation sessions. So now you don't have to be your kid or, or your husband to meditate with you. Everyone gets an opportunity <laughs> to meditate with you, uh, which is really special. Tell us a bit about why you felt now is the time for you to create some of these recordings and meditations so that people can meditate along with you. What was it about them? Tell us about the themes and what you hope people are going to get out of them. You know, I, like I said, you know, meditation has been um, really a, a, a very, very important tool in my life and has brought so much, uh, so much, like I can't even explain, you know, has given my life back in so many ways, right? From depression and anxiety to to having this appreciation and this, and just this life that I have today, I don't think it would have happened without these tools. And, and I feel, and I wanted to share that, especially when, you know, we were, this is what, what we just experienced this past year is, is uh, you know, it's like, I, it's not something that none of us was, were prepared for. We can be prepared for is, you know, unprecedented. Like we never experienced something like this before. And all I wanted so much was to was to share some love and 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 to and to try my best to, and what it is like you know I, I, anything that helps me I always want to share with people that I love like you know I want to share with my sisters I want to share with my friends and and I feel like meditation was such a powerful tool to, that transformed my life more than anything else and I felt 
how can I share this with as many people as possible? And I, and I chose in the whole idea with Inside Timers because it was a free, pl- it was for free, right? So everyone could access it. And I was like, but it was also, a, a, you know, it was also a challenge for me in some ways because I was coming from this deep desire of how can I share, but I usually meditate in silence, right? I just use, I have used Inside Timer for years just the basu, you know, and then I usually uh, like to choose the monks, uh, the sound of monks or the sounds of nature. But then I just use the timer. I never really had done a guided meditations. But then my friends had said, Giselle, you know, you always meditate. Why don't you do that? And they, this opportunity came up and I say, well, I'll try. And then my first one was hope in times of uncertainty, because that's exactly how I felt that we were living. I said, and I feel like hope is is the most important, is the spark of life that can never die. That's what pushes us forward. That's what keeps guiding us to, to, to create and to be the creative beings that we are. So hope is essential. Like, so I, the first one was hope in times of uncertainty. And it was just about, I just started writing about how I felt about hope, you know, and, and uh, what I wanted, what I, you know, it was just about how can I share this this feeling? How can I send my love out? And and maybe this will make someone who's feeling alone or who is not feeling hopeful to feel love and to feel hopeful and to feel connected. So it came from that place of, of wanting to share, to, 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 to just help in any way that I could. And I felt like I couldn't see, quite frankly, any other way to, to help. So I thought maybe I'll try this. And uh, so... So I did that meditation and then I did one for children, which was actually very helpful to me because my daughter, she's going through this phase where she's afraid of the dark. So she never can sleep in her room alone. She shows up in my, my bed like four times a night to the point that now she's my roommate. She's sleeping in my bed because I'm like, I just need to sleep. But I was actually, I created the meditation um, uh, for, for kids. And, and when she's afraid, like initially when she starts in her bed, I put it for her. And when I, leave it she listens to the voice and is very soothing so she falls asleep so it actually has been working for me because then I can leave the room and I can just put the meditation and I go back like 10 minutes later and she's like and she's sleeping (laughs) right I mean she still wakes up sometimes in the middle of the night but but at least she falls asleep you know instead of like two hours getting her to sleep became like 10 minutes so it was helpful so I, I just I just kind of it was very intuitive, you know, whatever I felt like, oh, I want to write about this. or I feel like at this moment, it was just very like it just kind of came up. And then I thought, I'll do a meditation, you know, like now my next one that I'm going to do is going to call. Um, I, I want to do one about stress and anxiety because I feel like that's really present right now in the collective. I think that's a lot of people are going through a lot of, you know, um, a lot of a lot of stress in so many ways you know and and uh so my next one I'm, i already start writing it is going to be about you know how my take on how i can i can um hopefully alleviate that in some way that's my intention at least i hope it it works so <laughs> that's beautiful i'm sure it will work i mean it sounds so wonderful and and i love hearing about it and I, you know after this i'm going to go straight on and, and listen in. And I can't wait for the new one to come out as well. There's already, Aww. I believe you've already recorded five up there and there's yes. more coming out. And so yeah. there's already plenty of uh, incredible recordings you've done. And yeah, I can't wait to listen to that one. And, you know, I know that you recently also hosted a um, hour long live stream about starting a meditation routine. And one of the most amazing things I saw, and that live stream was on Insight Time of the app. 
And I, when I, I've had a meditation routine now for probably around, uh, it's been about 16 years now that I've had a meditation routine. And it's been one of the biggest, the best commitments of my life. And also last year, I saw so many people starting a meditation routine during uh, the pandemic to help them cope. Uh, tell us a bit about how you recommend it to people, how to start a meditation routine. And also, I guess the good thing is that your meditations on Insight Timer can be a part of people's routines as well. They can listen to them at the beginning of the day and the end of the day, whenever they need it. So yeah. tell us a bit about how to start a routine. For me personally, you know, like I said, like I like to do my routine early in the morning when I know I'm not going to be interrupted when everyone is at sleep because I know for sure there's going to be no dogs barking, no kids scream, you know, nothing is going to take that, that moment of silence. Because I think, especially as you start silent to be in a silent space, it's, it's, it's helpful, right? Then to be in a place where it's like, <laughs> um, so, so, um, but, but, but I love the inside timer and even the different types of meditations I created. Like, for example, hope in times of uncertainty, you can listen to any time. But I did one that is reflections, like before going to sleep. So it was more focusing on people they were having, they were tossing and turning in bed and they were having a hard time sleeping. That was more focus for that. And um, then I did a morning meditation, which was more about you know, starting your day with this sense of like, let's go get it, right? The state of gratitude and presence. And so each of them had a different focus, but Insight Timer doesn't have just the meditations I created. The great thing about them, they have so, so many different types of meditations for people who enjoy having a, a guided meditation, which I do think is very helpful for someone who has the monkey mind. You know, I think when you are, you know, you know a lot about the monkey mind too, right? It's like we we all have it. So I think when when you have the monkey mind all the time, and especially in the times, you know, we are overloaded with information and disinformation right now, I think it's hard to shut off the mind. So I would suggest finding a time during the day. I would suggest the same time every day, like everything in life, right? If you can create like a, I'm, I'm big on schedules because I feel like when I have yeah. a schedule, it's like, this is what's happening at this time, at this time, at this time. I feel like I can get a lot more in and I feel like it gets organized. It, within the schedule, there is flexibility, but it's nice to kind of visualize and write it down and organize it. Okay, at this time is the best time because then you also give yourself better chance of succeeding, right? Because, you know, like for myself, I know that the best time for me will be early in the morning because that's in my life what works best. But I think every person... Um, has a different lifestyle. So I think it's about really being honest with yourself and when you are writing down your schedule of your day to figure it out what's the best time for you. And then I would suggest to do it at the same time every day. And I think, um, you know, if you can start with a guided meditation and once you feel very comfortable with that, um, you can, you know, like I really enjoy just sounds of nature or, you know, just put a timer uh, so you know that, you know, that for the next, 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes, however much time you, you, you decide you're going to do. And I don't think there's any right or wrong, you know, how much time you do it. I think the longer you do it, the more benefits you will feel, you know, but I think more important than the length is the consistency, I would say. Yes. Yes. Be because I say it's more about, it's like you brush your teeth every day, right? It doesn't work if you brush yeah. your teeth 10 times tomorrow <laughs> but if you didn't brush it for like 10 days, I mean, imagine the situation yeah. of your teeth. So it's kind of like the same thing. It's like, 
It's like if you don't sleep every night, you don't get to recharge. And I think in the same way I see meditation, it's almost like the same benefits that sleep gives to your body, which is allowing it to rest in your mind and to recharge. Meditation does for your brain, for your spirit. It allows it to like release all that chatter. And, 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 and I think that's what, um, the be- you know, that's, it's as important as sleeping. It's as important as eating. I mean, to me it is. And I feel like when you find, you know, that's why I'm doing it for almost 20 years. And I think that um, if people commit to it, they will pretty soon find out the same thing that you and I have found out about the power of meditation, you know? I love that. That's such great advice. I, I love what you said about consistency uh, versus the idea of Lent, the idea of doing it at the same time every day. And for anyone who's listening or watching and, of course, wants to go and listen to those meditations right now, you can go and download Insight Timer and 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 take the experience for yourself. And I always say that to everyone, you have to experiment, you have to yeah. try it out. Like, you won't know until you do it. And for people who've been meditating for many, many years, it's because someone made us try it and experiment with it. And that's why it's become a part of our lives. So Giselle, you've been so generous and kind with your time today. I'm so glad we got to steal you away from your family and and your children and everyone else. But we're going to end with our final five, which is our rapid fire, fast five round. So every question has to be answered in one word or one sentence maximum. That's it. Okay. One word or one sentence. Let me try that. Okay. Yes. All right. Are you ready, Giselle? This is your final Let's five. Let's go. Final five. <laughs> All right. Okay. What is the best advice you've ever received? Uh, don't take things personal. Oh, that's really good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, what is the worst advice you've ever received? Oh, my God. <laughs> you you blocked it out. You blocked I probably it out. blocked it out. I don't know what was the worst <laughs> advice. I guess I didn't listen to it. I was yeah. like, no, I'm not gonna listen. I'm not gonna remember. That's not worth it. <laughs> I love it. Question number three: uh, What is your current purpose? How would you define your current purpose in life? To be the best version of myself. I love that. All right. Question number four: What's something that you're trying to learn right now? Everything, uh, <laughs> whatever comes my way. Now I'm trying to learn how to, the most impactful and fastest way to regenerate our planet. Yeah, I love seeing you share about that. I'm, I'm excited to see what you, what you uncover. Uh, fifth and final question. If you could create one law that everyone in the world had to follow, what would it be? When you give is when you receive. I, I want to say like, how can I say this the best way? It's like, when we can give from like this place of our open heart, right? I know it's one word, but it's hard to say that. It's, I guess in one word, it's giving is really receiving, right? It's like, I think the more like the joy that comes from giving is the gift, right? Is the biggest gift. So when we can, that was not one word. <laughs> it's like, no, no, it doesn't need to be one word. No, it doesn't need to be one word. That's right. There was just one, one law. If everyone had to do one law. So you were right. That's, it doesn't have to be one word. One sentence, fine. Discovering that the receiving is in giving, right? Like, does that make sense? Like, I want to say, like, giving is the, is, is the actual gift. It's when we can just give from our heart the joy that comes from that, it's the most, it's the biggest gift we actually give ourselves, I feel. It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. And that would be 
That would be an amazing, amazing lure. Giselle, you've been so wonderful and gracious again with your time. And I literally, your, your energy is infectious. Like through the screen, I'm like, it's so contagious. I feel like, I feel like there's no way I can't not love the environment now. There's no way that I can not meditate. You've, you've removed all excuses. And I love seeing you post. I saw you post on Instagram the other day about how your, you and your children rescued a baby hummingbird. And, and it was just so beautiful to see, like, I love what you share. And I'm just so grateful that you exist. And I'm so happy that you share so openly and abundantly with the world, your, your energy and what you're sharing with your children. So thank you so much. I, I appreciate you and your time so much. Thank you, Jay. And I appreciate you and all you do. Thank you so much. And have a beautiful day. Lots of love to you. And um, lots of love to everyone listening. And I hope you all uh, try meditation if you haven't yet. Thank you, Giselle. Thank you so much. Bye, I, I want to thank care. you. When you, came, when you came on my podcast last time, we were just, we were very early days. And I wanted, to, you know, this was such a wonderful connection. So I look forward to seeing you again and giving you a big hug too. Uh, give my love to the family. Yeah, Lee, and, give uh, my love yeah, to the Yes, and I want to know when you guys are doing planning a growing family. Please, it's gonna, you guys are <laughs> going to have the best babies. We're coming for tips. We're coming for tips. Okay, so, let uh, me know. Let me know when you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Giselle. Lots Bye. of love. Take Bye. Care. Take care.